Hello, listeners. This is Ben from Buckets and Beyond, and I just wanted to show you all a throwback episode back in January of 2018 when we were talking about the Mavs tanking and uh, Jaden Smith's new album. Uh, Hope you all enjoy. Welcome to the show. He's Jay Bonnie. I'm Ben Seibel. And this is Buckets and Beyond with Bonnie and Seibel. We're back at it in 2018. 2018. It's the January 4th edition. Another Thursday with your boys. And we're here to talk about a new Mavs team. <laughs> Throwing the tank out the window. I think it's, it's kind of hard to readjust and kind of... The team has built so much chemistry over the past few games. They've been winning. They've been looking good, taking teams by surprise. And mm-hmm. you almost want them to lose at the end of the game, but you're kind of rooting for them by that point. It's really yeah. strange. And see, that's what I'm thinking. We can't, we have to just, we got to just put our foot in the gas now. All right. Because <laughs> we kind of, you can't just, and the Mavs are like, you know, they've been doing this. They've been having their foot on the brake a little bit, you know. And that's kind of how the season felt, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, you know, now we need to put our foot on the gas and just, like, just just keep playing, you know? Like, Try to take it all the way to the playoffs. Yeah, you play to win the game, yeah. Yeah, you play to win the game, and yeah. then you let the other team make a buzzer beater, and then you're okay with it. Well, yeah. And I'm still okay with those L's because, you know, <laughs> we do have, like, the toughest schedule in the league, I'm pretty sure. That's, you know... Playing the Warriors like we did last night, I'm cool with. I'm cool with that, you know. I mean, what did you learn from the team after that win streak? Because there's a lot of different developments that went on within them as a unit that somehow found them winning four in a row. And what did you learn from all that? Well, guard play, it's intense, all right, <laughs> and it's getting better, and defense is getting better too. Like, honestly, just the team seems to be exploding. Dennis Smith Jr. still playing really well. Pelicans game the other night. It was his first triple-double. And um, that made him, uh, I think, one of the youngest players ever. Um, the second youngest. Yeah, yeah. He was the second second youngest to ever get a triple-double. I think Lonzo Ball was the first this year. Really? Yeah, I think he, he broke that record he broke first. The re- wow. I think LeBron was three, so now Dennis Smith is two. He's, he's the youngest okay. Maverick to do it. For sure. Uh, Absolutely. Cool. cool. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, we saw, we're just seeing the guards explode. J.J. Barea, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny to see. I mean, it's not. He's our second best player. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> like, <sighs> and it's kind of just sad to see him get, you know, get the shit blocked out of him a couple times a game just because he's short. But, you know, he's an average sized man. You know, he's he, he's still <laughs> Not in the world right. of the NBA. In the, in the, in, on the NBA court, he is miniature. Yeah. Honestly, even off the NBA court, he's probably like he probably feels miniature. <laughs> I've been around him. He's like at, he's around my height. Yeah, <laughs> five eight on a good day. Yeah, but you know, wow. Yeah, Devin Harris playing really well, getting physical. You saw him. Uh, you R- saw him Rain get and into Jordan it. Bell. Yeah, yeah, him and Bell getting into it. And let's talk about Bell for a sec. All right, because <laughs> I I don't know if y'all remember this in like the second or third episode. This is early in the season. 
Um, when we one of the first times we played the Warriors, Bell he did some goofy shit. He threw the the ball off the backboard, and then did some like like he did some street ball like street dunk on on everybody on street the, volume uh, two. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of uh, anyway. <clears throat> it's late, but as I was saying, yeah, and I remember we were, we had a little moment where we talked about it on the podcast, and uh, I was defending him. I was defending the uh, the arrogance of the the show off dunk. But I've completely turned around on Jordan Bell now. Now I'm a hater after last night, bro. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw the comments he made after, but um, he was acting like he didn't know Salah Mezri's name. He was, you know, he was just throwing shade. He was saying, um, he was saying, oh, I don't remember what that uh, number fifty, the big guy. He had a problem with me. Like I don't remember his name, but you know, in Harris, he was just being physical with me. Like that was <laughs> like I don't. I, he had, he had some really like bitch made comments at the end of the game that I had a problem with. And, um, I mean, he's playing better than Mezri is. He's still, you know, <laughs> he's having a great rookie season, to be honest. So, still rooting for him, but but I don't know. With hate, you're rooting with hate? Yeah, like, I want to see him do well, but, like, now I just think he's a bitch. <laughs> well, okay, so I was, because I knew that would come up because we talked about it in the past, and, like, the drama from the last few games that we played against the Warriors kind of came back. Yeah. And I've at the time thought that that was like disrespectful and like that's not how you know I would want my team to play but at the same time I talked in back then I said that if that was my team doing that that'd be awesome like I would be totally like to be on the other side of that mm-hmm. and be the one dunking on them but you have to realize that this Warriors team has a different mentality than everybody else in the league because everybody's got their shot aimed directly at them and ever since uh Durant joined the Warriors they've kind of um, embodied this persona of we're the villains. Like, we're the ones that everybody hates, but we, you know, yeah. we're unstoppable and, you know, um, they're going to hate us and we're going to win another championship. That's kind of the mentality. They literally had, a, like, a super villain party yeah. to celebrate how much they enjoyed being the bad guy. So it doesn't shock me that their rookie has already embodied that mindset and is, like, trying to start fights with everybody and calling people out. And mm-hmm. um, I think uh, some players on the Warriors are a little bit better at that. Like, Steph, he's not going to, you know, call anybody out, or he'll kind of mention something um, if you started something with him, but he's not going to go out of his way yeah. the way Jordan Bell did. Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson kind of says some goofy stuff every now and again. <laughs> but, like, I think that's kind of what I thought of. It's just that he's probably wearing, like, a supervillain's T-shirt underneath his jersey yeah. or something like that because that just seems like a, a chump take on it and that i bet you that has a lot to do with why rick carlisle knows that steve kerr is kind of encouraging that and he's the one that's yeah. like yeah this is our identity we can be the most hated team in nba history and yeah his his exact words were he's just having fun uh I, I, that's what he said after the game kerr uh, you know on the little scuffle they had but yeah that is one way to look at it i you know i was kind of thinking it was just like you know oh you know i'm I'm new to the league, but I'm on a good team. You know, I could, you know, I mean, it's one of your first games in the league and you're going to just dunk on, you know, you know, you're going to yam on clearly a broke, like a rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're one of the best teams ever and you're going to. You At know, the time just... we were in like full scorched earth rebuild mode. Oh, yeah. But since then we've gotten a lot better and we didn't look like a rebuilding team against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at how we played the last, uh, last like three minutes of the game. Came back from a double-digit deficit. Like, yeah, it was wild. But 
and uh, I, I went to one of the Raptors games right before Dennis Smith Jr. came back, and I, <laughs> I thought going into the game we had lost a couple, and you know we're going against the best team in the Eastern Conference at the time in the mm-hmm. Raptors. They have Kyle Lowry, uh, Demar Derozan, and they they always seem to school us. Yeah, and we're without one of our best players. I'm kind of going in with the thought, all right, this is the this is the L we need to kind of keep keep the tank train turning strong, and and of course we find a way to win that one. Yeah. JJ Barea plays out of his mind, and we have a great team game with Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, like everybody's contributing. Yeah, strong guard play and the defense to to kind of lock everything down. And Dirk had another great game, and uh, that was just so weird for me because. You know, like I said, going to that game, I thought yeah. we were going to get destroyed. I know. Yeah. But Coach Carlisle has some coached very well, I think. That's why we're competitive in all these games. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm believing in them again. And, you know, <laughs> some notes on that game. That that was the end of their six-game win streak. And um, they only scored 93 points that game, which is crazy. That's a really high-scoring Raptors team. And, you know, and we don't put that many points up, too. So that was – um. Yeah, quite a game there from uh, from the Mavs, the little Mavs. Um, what other games? Uh, who else did uh... – so before, after the um, Pelicans game. What did uh, you think of the Pel- – I think you saw more of that one than I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was one I watched a lot. That was a fun game because um, you right out the gate, there was a fire start from the Mavs, and, like, everything was just falling in. Um, you know, just great shooting from the Mavs that game, and – it was a fun game because, you know, like we mentioned before, it was Dennis Smith Jr.'s first triple-double, so he was just playing really well. And, you know, him being young, him being a rookie, you could, like, you could watch him and you could kind of tell where where he's at. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he looks frustrated when we lose, but when, like, we're doing really well, he's like, you know. He's raw. Yeah, he's, like, he's going <laughs> off and he's, like, really excited. And, you know, and you saw in the Warriors game, too, he got really, like, really pumped up towards the end when we were playing well and everything. But... Yeah, and that Pelicans game, it was cool to see. Uh, it's always fun seeing Cousins, and um, I'm kind of a I'm, part of me hopes that we end up with him on our team next season. So, Demarcus uh, Cousins. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would end up happening, but that would be cool to see. Just because you know, you saw, you got to see him and Davis both get frustrated. Like, yeah, by like Salah Mezri and Maxi Kleber, these two guys they've yeah, never heard of. Yeah, and the interesting thing I like about. I don't know if I like it or not. I will like it next year if we end up getting Cousins. Is just looking back in hindsight on that Kings and New Orleans trade. How everybody said it was at the time like the most lopsided trade probably in league history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you've got Buddy Heald as a really efficient player. I'm pretty sure they get a pick out of that trade. Oh, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. New Orleans hasn't really gone anywhere in yeah. terms yeah. of the Western Conference. They're pretty much exactly where they were. And now they're sitting here, you know, about halfway through this season and there's a real possibility they don't get cousins back yeah i think it's pretty interesting yeah for sure and he's one of he's the i mean easily one of the best centers in the league yeah. he can score everywhere and i've been to a game when he was with the kings he was unstoppable he was taking whatever shot he wanted he mm. was just imposing his will um i mean if you can just keep his head on a swivel i mean i guess that's not the exact Term I'm looking for it, but if he yeah. could just like keep sound straight, <laughs> yeah, it yeah, makes more sense. Um, I think Carlisle could do that, just kind of yeah. calm down the raging bull a little bit. Uh, it's fun to speculate though, yeah. Be, uh, it's uh, you know, <laughs> but I think 
maybe a fantasy, but <laughs> I, I can't help because I believe this is the second time we played the Pelicans. And I mean, other... it's, a, it's a real possibility that we could get him, especially if we had come away with the uh, top three, top two, even the one overall draft pick. It's it'd be yeah. easy to lure him away with with you know a young base and a, a guy like Wesley Matthews at the two or three. That, that's a good team. It's a lot better team than New Orleans, at least on paper. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you um, want Wesley Matthews to stay around? Um, I actually don't even know what his contract looks like, to be honest. I could look it up here, but he's been playing pretty well from what I've seen of him. Defensively, he's been playing better. Um, and he went off at the Pelicans. His, buddy. his yeah. Warriors game was War, yeah. one of his best games. But he is aging, though. So, and it just depends who you draft, you know, because that's they play him at the three. So it just depends if you go and get yourself a small forward. He's not coming off the bench. He's still a starting caliber player in the league. So it, it kind of just depends. I'm going to look up his contract, and then I'll I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I think he's got $94 million. And this is one of the contracts that we added money to after DeAndre Jordan turned us down. Okay, yeah. So, like, we tipped him for being loyal after we didn't right. get DeAndre Jordan. I think, De I think a lot of the reason why Wes is still on the team is because he's got so much heart and character, and he knows how to grow players around him like mm -hmm. Seth and Yogi and um so he's 31 and he's got a year left on his contract so after next season he'll be a free agent and I think that'll put him at 32 or 33 I think after that you're paying him you're paying him about 18 million dollars a year right now after that he's gonna have to basically have his salary cut in half if he wants to stay here which you know that's up to him and he probably will be coming off the bench at that point at 32 or 33 I so and the way he plays as well um, requires a lot of athleticism, and you might see a real fall off here in about a year or two. And oh, of course. with a player like that, yeah. that requires you know a lot of athleticism, his body might give up on him at 33. Um, so it's just going to really depend on what kind of contract he wants to take and and who who's on the roster, what the team looks like at that point. Yeah, he got a great contract in the prime of his career, and before we even knew what he was going to be, we kind of threw all the money at him. And mm -hmm. I think he's underperformed to what the dollar figure says, even though like yeah, contracts have blown up since then. But interesting, yeah. I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't know he was touching his thirties already. So yeah, that will be interesting, man. Um, let's see. So we touched on the Mavs, um, you know, four game win streak in this past week on a, on the road uh, as well. So um, you know, team's been looking good. We got the Bulls tomorrow. Looking like another dub, hopefully. You so you want them to win games now? Yes, I. <laughs> you, right now, I do. Yeah, that's short sighted. I, I want to. <laughs> that's short sighted. So Y'all know how I am. Y'all know. Hey, I don't blame you. I mean, you, I'm the same way. I mean, I was at the game last night and just you, you know, feel it. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen the AAC like that since 2014. Yeah, when the or 20 that Spurs series maybe 2014. Mm -hmm. When Vince Carter was on the team, yes. that may be the last time I've seen the AC like that, and it's Hype. it's uh it'll draw you in really quickly, even if you're kind of kind of wanting Marvin Bagley or, yeah. or Trey Young. I don't know who's gonna be the one pick the way Trey Young has been playing lately. I don't know if y'all if y'all want to delve into that later, but yeah, it's uh it's easy to get drawn back into the fanhood. You're the one who said you wanted a scorch earth rebuild. That was what you wanted. Look, man. to do that, we need to lose. Look, playing, the the playing with the win-loss record is like playing with my emotions, bro. Like, I just get really involved. Like, when we're doing well, <laughs> then I want to, then, you know, then I want to, I like momentum, all right? You know, like, once we start rolling somewhere, like, I'm trying to go there. So, you know, right now I'm saying 
we started off slow. We just started off slow. Like that's that's what that looks like to me. Or that's what it feels like to me. I feels like that's what I should say. So what if looks that? Like. What if those w- winds of momentum cost you one of the franchise players in the draft? Like, what if you? There's not always a. All right, but we have players that we thought were just dudes. Well, here's the problem. And they look like real like like assets now. There might not be more than three franchise players in this draft. This is not the kind of draft that that happened uh, this past summer where you had eight or nine players that you know could end up being the face of a franchise going forward but this year you've got you know Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Marvin Bagley and after that you know it's it's a pretty steep fall off so you're asking a lot in terms of tanking you know and And, at that point it's not guaranteed you just got it because you know it's a lottery system so right and if you look at a record at this point there's like five or six teams that are I mean it's close though, because we're at thirteen wins, and those all those other five and six or five oh, or six yeah. teams are like ten and eleven and twelve wins. So we're well within the margin. But the problem is, we seem to do this. You know, we did this last year and, and really the year before too, where we start off and we're like, all right, it's our rebuilding year. We're gonna get a draft pick, <laughs> and they come out of the gate weak, weak as hell. They get to like December, and they're just kind of like in that nice little draft spot, that nice little lottery spot. And then they get here, and they start coming on strong and look like looking like a team that, you know, might be a forty win team if they played like the, the way they're playing right now the whole season. Yeah. So it yeah. kind of screws you over when you start playing, you know, five hundred basketball halfway through a season and you keep doing it, you know, all the way through. It's it keeps you in like that 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 bad spot in the draft where you can't really rebuild the way you want to. I see, but. Being top of the trash, what do y'all think as far as, like, <laughs> being top of the trash? What do y'all think as far as free agency, as far as getting people to come over here? Like, you don't think a team— I would not— You I don't mean, think we look like a team that might only need a couple more guys? Like, maybe if we moved a couple things around and got better players, you don't think maybe we'd be, you know, like a playoff team? or we, You know, maybe, maybe we could, you, like— I don't, think, I don't think we have the roster to— convince anyone major to come over right so now. So right now, really, that I look at it, you know, you've got probably six players, and Mo Bamba's been playing really well. Michael Porter's iffy for me. I don't know if y'all know a lot about Michael Porter. He he came in as a really highly touted player. He was going to be a one-and-done with Mizzou, but then he had back yes. surgery, so he's out for I the year. So, you know, somebody's going to take him really high. but Like it, Blake Griffin, kind of? Uh, Yeah, a bit. But it's going to be a question mark still because he ne- he barely played any college ball and he's coming off a back surgery that had him out a year and he's immediately taking that step up to the NBA. I mean, eventually he could end up panning out. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But, you know, you've got him. You've got um, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, um, and then Mo Bamba. So Mo Bamba is a big center. <clears throat> that could be... That could be something you could build on, especially if you don't get Boogie Cousins. But <laughs> it's it's not the kind of draft there was last year. Really, Bagley's the the big standout player. That's he's gonna be a superstar. Porter as well, but it may take more time. I think with uh, at this point, if you're Rick Carlisle, this is where you um, pump the brakes, and this is where you play your young players most of the game. This is where you play Yogi Ferrell, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Maxi Kleber. And all your young bucks that you're trying to develop, and then 
sprinkle the vets throughout the game to kind of guide them through, you know, in-game scenarios. Mm -hmm. Because right now you want to get the franchise ready for those guys to help out whoever comes. And as much as we love how Devin Harris and J.J. Bray are doing, like, they're probably not going to be around when the Mavs are competitive. Yeah. So That's true. I, I guess I'm not seeing... Um... I don't know. I guess I'm not seeing like the 76ers type, you know, like like that. That's fresh in my mind. It's like thinking about tanking. Like that's immediately what I think of. That's like a that's a large scale rebuild. That's a full. That's that's, that's like going, that's coach. going all in. You know, but we like, can't like do that. The, like the we're Astros. too good to do. We're too it's good not to, even that, to try. It's that. not even that. It's just that that's not the attitude that Mark Cuban has towards it, and, and that's, that's not the attitude that Carlisle has <laughs> to it. No. And he. No. He's really the one in control at this point in terms of who's playing. Yeah. He's taking the leash off of Dennis Smith, you know. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know. It looks like they're going for it. It looks like they don't want to tank. So yeah. But I can tell you this: it doesn't matter what happens. Dennis Smith's gonna be a really good player. Yeah. <laughs> He's a freak. <laughs> yeah, there were there were moments when I got really excited watching him clash with Steph. Last yeah. night, oh my god! Yeah, because there was this one time Steph like did like a step back three in Dennis Smith Jr.'s face. He just splashed it, and then I'm like, "How's he gonna respond?" Dennis Smith Jr. comes back down the court, does pretty much a similar like juke move, mm -hmm. and just splashed it back in Steph Curry's face. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's gonna be our franchise player going yeah. at the best in the league, night in and night out." Yeah, he's bringing the moments, man. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Massive yeah. moments. Lots to be excited about. So if I can give you a list of just kind of big name free agents coming up other than Boogie Cousins. Um, Let's use you've got PG, who's probably going to stay. I know he's got a player option. He's not exactly unrestricted. You don't think he's going to the Lakers? Um, it's possible, especially if uh, if Braun goes there. Um, DeAndre Jordan, that's another nice piece that mm. would be hilarious if he ended up coming here. <laughs> uh, that would be very funny. That's a good... The, the rebuild. <laughs> um, Marcus Smart, that's a nice piece. I don't think he goes anywhere. He's I from think Texas. they end up paying him probably uh, decently. Um, I think I saw Mello on there. Don't really want Mello to come here. Ooh, Gotta be no honest. We dodged a bullet with that one. Yeah. Um, Clint Capella's restricted. I He'll like probably end up oh. getting signed for a big, big deal the way he's playing right now with uh, the Rockets. Um, they like him a lot. Yeah. Um, there's there's just other pieces, you know. There it's it's gonna be a nice market this year, but it's just it's that same old story with the Mavs as far as can they really lure talent here? Can they really sign talent? You know, Harrison Barnes and Wesley Matthews were really nice players when they came here, but that's not the kind of name that they've always been kind of going after. You saw it when Dwight Howard went to free agency, and you saw it when Melo went to free agency that they really couldn't hit on those, you know, top ten yeah. players. Yeah. So, as far as who's on the market goes, it's going to be a really nice market, but time will tell if if the Mavs are are really going to be able to sign anybody this summer. So, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I think we almost have to get like a younger free agent. Not someone who's like a right, you know, veteran wanting a ring because we're not going to be yeah, able to get a player that I could is... totally see the Mavs going after. Um, who's completely unrestricted this year? He's not quite 
30. I think he's still decently young, but he's he's the exact player that I could see Rick Carlisle bringing on as like a a six man. Avery Bradley, he yeah. he he would fit yeah. I think really well into the Mavericks team. Two way player, um, first team all defense. I think once or twice, but he's consistently in that second team. He's really really good. Yes. Um, I would really like them to sign him, but he's probably going to be asking a lot of money. So at the end of the day, just got to look at how the cap how the cap turns out for them. Jeff Green's unrestricted. He's a bit on the older side, but he's a nice player. Yeah. Isaiah, he's going to be free. Isaiah Thomas. So if LeBron leaves, he's going to open market for sure. I can I guarantee really? it. If LeBron leaves Cleveland, Do you see I don't... him leaving Cleveland? Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, what if he goes to the Lakers? Why would he go to the Lakers and be in the Western Conference where all the competition is at? Because he's got a production company in L.A. Because he's got three houses in L.A. Because it's you're the, not gonna win in L.A. Like no matter how many houses are that might be true, but it also might I mean, not. It's a nicer team. You've got Kyle Kuzma, who's gonna be pretty good going forward. Uh, two years down the road, I don't know how Lonzo. wide y'all think LeBron's window is after this year. I think he's probably got at least three years left. Oh yeah, of solid he's, MVP basketball. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. MVP he basketball yeah. maybe. Two years, I'd, but I'd say three years. But he takes such good care of his body. He never gets hurt. Yeah, and I've, I read that he spends like a million dollars on like on uh, as far as like Steroids? extra training. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure supplements and bullshit <laughs> like that. But you know, like on health type stuff, he's really into that. Like I can see, I, he's a really durable player. I could see him lasting like three more seasons, MVP type player. But yeah, I mean, if you end up signing <clears throat> LeBron James, you've got LeBron, you've got Lonzo, you've got Julius Randle, who's playing really well, and I think he might be. No, he's restricted this year. So I want they could end Randall. up keeping Julius Randle and signing LeBron. Um, you've got yourself a really nice team. I mean, how? I mean, where do you think Cleveland finishes without LeBron? Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas. That's not gonna get it. Done. I mean, it's uh, not like Ty Lue's some sort of elite coach that's gonna coach no. above Hell his no. roster. Players so it's played that, wor- like that's the Crowder's way- played worse under Lue than he did. <laughs> And um, you know, in under Boston. Brad Stevens, yeah, yeah no, like, see, it's 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 that same formula for me <laughs> is that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Where, like being uh, going from like a like a graduate professor to like a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, it just <laughs> honestly kind of be like you know I'm a LeBron stand, but like like this season I kind of feel you know watching it more closely, it feels like being around LeBron might not be good. Like it might not be the best thing. Think think how much better Kyrie got of, as soon as he left. I mean, yeah. You've got NBA players with their egos being managed by like, I mean, he, LeBron's the GM, he's the coach. Yeah, it probably creates a lot of resentment as far as the egos in that locker room. But and that team's old too. Like if they're the oldest in the league, oof. like average age. But to my point, really? regardless of of what the team around LeBron is, I just feel like it doesn't even matter. Like if he's on the LeBron, the Lakers, that's that's a young team too. You know, Kevin Ingram, Love, Ingram's yeah. only in his second year, and Ingram is getting really he's good. He's gonna get good, yeah. And then you know Kuzma. Ball, yeah. I mean, like, I just that's, think that's that a young they, team that could like kind of, I guess. But by the time I think he gets there, they're still in development mode, and they're gonna still lose in the you know Western Conference Finals. Best case scenario, the Lakers get. Oh, let's say they get to the Western Conference Finals. That look, I don't disagree with you. I think the Warriors' window is probably like two or three years more, especially the way like. Kevin Durant seems happy. He doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. He's dancing weird and dances. Steph and Curry. I mean, I don't see any of these guys, but they all seem really happy. Yeah. So, but I still can totally see LeBron going and being a Laker for two or three years to end his career. He out, stopped caring about his legacy a while that, ago. I just, 
I think, I don't I think, think after that's winning true. the championship there. I think I think this summer will determine if he still cares about his legacy. I mean, if he stays with Cleveland, he obviously does because I think he's got a better chance of going and getting a ring with the Lakers than he does staying with Cleveland and an aging Kevin Love and yeah. and eight a very old Jr. and Isaiah Thomas. They're who, suggesting he goes to the the Rockets and creates another well, super team. I mean, that'd be Chris nice. I don't know if Harden. the money's there. They'd have to move some stuff around, but Maury's put a great roster together with the money he's got, mm-hmm. and I think they'd have to like get rid of uh, Pete uh, Ryan Anderson. They'd have to, or something uh, like that. Yeah, make a minor move like that. But I totally see LeBron becoming a Laker. That's that's kind of where I am on it. I've thought about this for a long time, but that's that's <laughs> that's just my humble opinion. <laughs> You're the Braun expert over here. I'm not a Braun expert. Oh, no, yeah, Jason's the Braun expert. <laughs> Jason. I wouldn't call myself. I wouldn't call myself an expert. I'll call myself like a, like a. I'm more of a uh, poster in my room type. Oh, you know, God. like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like some kind of like LeBron historian. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a scholar. I'm just a. I'm, I'm a stand, you know. Y'all saw the video. Y'all it looks this, like y'all this LeBron James. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, bro. That's me. But it looks like uh, Houston's gonna have about Houston. somewhere between fifteen and twenty mil to work with going into next year. Houston, I feel I like everybody were... at Houston. Uh, I don't know. Like I look at their whole roster. It's a very top heavy. I bet you if they fiddle with Harden's, goes. if they fin- fiddle with Harden's salary, this is just without even making a move. This is if they don't. Uh, if they don't. Bring Capella in off the quality. Well, I, Capella's got a qualifying offer for three mil. I think he's going to chase money, which he's going to get paid somewhere between like eight and 15. That, that guy's a playing. good player. He's, yeah. a, he's turned into a really good player. Um, so I think you're like really probably correct. They're probably going to have to move Ryan Anderson's $20 million contract. I think about that. They but have, it's doable. <laughs> it is doable. And they've got the sixth man of the year, they've got uh, MVP candidate last year. One of the best point guards. I mean, ever. Harden's gonna win the MVP, yeah, he's this, MVP year. this year. He's too. gonna win it this year. I mean, they're already stacked before they get LeBron. I think that would be yeah. a more of a power. I want to, you know, ring now move. You know what'll LeBron. be interesting though is D'Antoni's the coach. Is it D'Antoni or D'Antonio is the coach, <laughs> and he's a coach. You yeah. know. Lebr- yeah. LeBron, LeBron's, LeBron's <laughs> not Tyron Lue. LeBron's, yeah. LeBron's not used to having a coach. So right, but look at Chris Paul. I mean, like, I don't think that's going to be a big deal breaker. Like, if LeBron says, "Hey, you fire wait, him," you're going to tell me what to do. Yeah, if LeBron, <laughs> if LeBron tells Maury, "Hey, you fire him," and I'll sign, I think that'll happen with the snap of a snap of a finger. Just, uh, but I don't think that that would be an interesting relationship to watch. He's the only one that out. could be like the mad scientist that orchestrates that offense, though. That's, LeBron? No, not LeBron. oh D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Okay, yeah, well they got Chris Paul. I was going to say that would take a. I mean. And he like you it'd know. be interesting because sorry to cut you off, but like Harden's been playing point guard. Then you've got Paul, who's you know, arguably one of the best point guards, top five, top ten of all time. Yep. And then you've got LeBron, who wants to bring the ball up the floor as well. So that'd be tough to. I think fitting two of them together with. because honestly, on paper, I thought the the Thunder team, I thought their super <laughs> team would be better than, I thought they would match up better like chemistry wise than Paul and Harden would. But you know, Paul and Harden together, it's like pretty much unstoppable. I feel like that team, you could put LeBron in there with them, and you know, they got um, I was, they got you know Gordon. They got they got a bunch of other tools. They have yeah, Eric you Gordon is really nice. Yeah, it, he hustles he too. Yeah, scores and then so you've got effortlessly. Yeah. and you've got that's right. uh, Anderson. That's, that's why just, we have to then, tank so we can wait till they like 
yeah. get old. It might and be mad. about ten years <laughs> before you, you have uh, for real. I mean, you just gotta jump in. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm down with tanking, but you gotta find yourself a superstar because Giannis is 22, 23 years old. Like, yeah, even when LeBron and Steph and yeah. KD are gone, like. There's another monster. Chris Tapps is growing. Embiid. Like Chris Tapps is getting older. And Bede's getting like Simmons is gonna be oh, a freak. Simmons like, is already real good. We're waiting a long time to get our next uh yeah. you know. I mean yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. could be that, but you gotta get somebody else here. Yeah, we need to add some old. Yeah. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> what'd you do, uh what'd you do New Year's Eve, Jason? Oh, bro. Okay, look. I, I definitely hoed y'all because... You didn't hoe us. Well, I invited no. you. Like, the party was not a make or break whether or not you were coming. It was a good party. I would just... I was inviting you. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I didn't... Yeah, that's not, that's not where I put it, but, like... <laughs> you didn't hoe us. Nah, like, I wanted to go. I felt like I was hoeing. <laughs> no. And especially when... uh, Who had a who had a little... Uh, we're getting kind of personal now. That doesn't matter. One of our friends had, like, a little... Uh, he, I think it was Landon. He might have threw a little bitch... He was like, "Oh, you mean they flaked?" He, 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 threw, he threw some. She threw a little. He wasn't uh, throwing that at you. Some of our other friends flaked. Oh well, I mean, whatever. you didn't flake. Well, no, I mean, it was, there was bitterness. Yes, there's there bitterness was definitely in the air. bitterness. It was so that's a why frustrating said, situation. Yeah, that's why I put it like how I put it. There was bitterness in the air. But what did you end up doing? I was sick. I, we and, <laughs> ben, we really? and ben were talking. We both got sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I called you up at like five thirty-six, and I was like, I, I guarantee, I was like calling you. I was like, I guarantee you, he's asleep. And then you called, or like you answered, and I was like, I woke up, I woke you up, didn't you? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, we're going out there, just uh, meet us out there. And you're like, yeah. And I was like, hey, he's not coming. Four, four, <laughs> he's not five, coming. Not four, five, six o'clock. I was, I still thought I was gonna make it out. Really? But by eight, nine, and and y'all, you, you, had, you know, a few other people that hit me up by then. I like, and you know, Maureen wasn't available, or you know, my my girlfriend's name was Maureen. You know, she wasn't around. So like, I was just by myself, sick, and I was, I was feeling so bad, bro. So like. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I just kind of stopped answering my phone and I, you know, just, I, I wasn't even awake when the year came around. Yeah. Like, I was just like. Honestly, I need me like a New Year's like that, honestly. I just need to sleep through a New Year's one time. I mean, yeah. it was cool. I didn't really feel like I missed out on anything because become... we, we got, we got, we went out the, uh. We went out a bunch of nights, like. This, yeah, this we went out break. But yeah, the nights before New Year's. Yeah. So we, we, we are, like, I already went off. I'm starting to think that New Year's Eve is overrated, man. It is. Oh, yeah. I think it's over. Oh, it's yeah. cold as hell. Yeah. If you go out to celebrate it, like on Big D NYE, dude, I'm up at midnight. Ugh. I'm up at midnight every night. That's what since like, I, since I, I was a sophomore yeah, in high school. I watch bro, the clock like, strike midnight yeah. every night. It's very <laughs> underwhelming. I've been I get drunk and watch the clock strike midnight exactly. a lot of times of the year as well. Like I, I don't know. Every it day's New Year's, bro. Yeah, it doesn't feel any different to me. It's a good, it's a good excuse to party, but I still think it's an overrated holiday. It's definitely a good excuse to party because everybody's partying that night. Um, I still, I still remember the New Year's we had. Uh, uh, you know, this is a, this is a throwback. Go for it. Now, uh, a couple years ago, was it like freshman year when we went to that party in like Richardson? Yeah, we went to a party that like, and we were under, we were underage at the time. Oops. <laughs> We, you know, we we went to a party and it was like I remember having fun that night. Like that was a good party. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I didn't, there wasn't even that many like honeys in there. Like I mean, it wasn't even like wild, but but we were just there with everybody. Yeah, that's and, how know, like, it, like my voice just got really high. That's how like uh, if you don't go to like I feel like if you don't go to bars, you're a lot of times <clears> just going to a get together type yeah. party for New Year's Eve. It's a lot like yeah. at least that's been my experience. I've been to like that that one was a party. 
There oh, were about yeah. 30 or 40 people there. But since then, the past like three years, I've there's been more like 20 people. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. like, and this one was kind of like that too. So, it was fun though. Yeah. So I, uh, I slept on like a kitchen chair, like a wooden chair. Y'all slept at the. Uh... Yeah, dude. That's what I was trying to tell y'all. I was like, we got, we can sleep there. Like, it's fine. Like, it was cool. But they're all like, no. But <laughs> they, I don't know. They were very against it. But I slept on a kitchen chair, like a wooden chair, like like an 1800s, just like a normal like ass sitting chair, up? like sitting up. I slept. It was the most miserable thing ever. Wow. I slept like four hours and immediately I got up and just left. Did you sleep the... four hours or did you like? I think it was like in and out. Honestly, yeah. it was like I dozed and I came and I came to and I was like, "Fuck this! I need to just wow. sleep a little bit so I can sober up." And then about like eight o'clock in the morning. I, I just scooted once the yeah. sun came up. Wow. But it was fun, though. It was a good party. It yeah, was just I mean, a rough sleeping situation <laughs> for me because I, I I was the last person to go to sleep, and there was not a lot of space. Yeah. Honestly, I would not have slept on the wooden, you know, I would have slept on the floor. Dude, I was going to sleep on the floor, but, like, everybody had a spot except for me, and all the floor <laughs> that wasn't taken <laughs> was just very dirty. And I was in a wool coat. I was in a pea coat, and I was like, "There's no, there's no." I was like, "There's no way." This was my drunken mind was like, "There's no way I'm getting my coat dry cleaned hey. over this bullshit." I was like, "This is twenty dollars. Like, they will charge you twenty dollars to yeah. dry clean this coat." I was like, "It's not worth it. I'm just gonna sleep standing up." And uh, I regret it. I live to regret that decision. Wow. But yeah. I had a good time nonetheless. I would not have lasted there. No, you would have had a good. You would have been asleep before me. Yeah, I would, there's no way I would have lasted if I went. No, you'd have been good. Thinking about it now. I remember last year I went to that rave. Wow. Raves, highly recommend. I need to do that. Totally not. Like, before, you know, is you don't really get it if you have your, like, like kind of... If you haven't been there, you got to be yeah, there. Yeah, because you kind of start to understand why everyone dresses up so stupid and, you know... Well, I mean, most people aren't exactly sober there, so it kind of stops mattering, like, about 30 minutes. I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to put it like that, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's, a, it's a rave. What do you yeah. think people just go down there and uh, they drink water and listen to music? I was gonna put it more gently. Obviously, that, that was as gently I as drank you can a put lot. it. I'll put it like this: I drank a lot of water. All right, so okay. people are drinking water. So use rave. your imagination. What that means? Yeah, I drank a lot of water over there. That's but cool. yeah, it was fun. I'm gonna right? need to. I'm gonna need to do that at one point. The New Year's <clears> Eve, the lights all night. There's is, one coming up, bro. I've like, never. Three, what, we could we could have a little uh, <laughs> do a podcast well, festival. <laughs> do a remote. I have never heard. Like a bad story about lights all night in Dallas. Like I've only heard good things. It's now I will say it was uh, um it was and this happens a lot of festivals. It's just the general vibe is underwhelming. Like a lot of children. Just okay, yeah. Oh, some weirdos. Like twelve year olds? Some weirdo. The bars like the going to the, get a drink is difficult and like just you know, just how how okay. stuff is okay. Yeah, because like a lot of high schoolers do go to that rave. Oh, for sure. That high that yeah. rave draws a lot of high schoolers, like a lot of sixteen year olds. I had and... like I I got statutory raped. Like okay, I, I remember what this this like that might be a story that you would want to choose to ease us into instead. Of, yeah, <laughs> instead of what the to... yeah. Why don't we you want to <laughs> no, ease us into that one? This is a way easier story, right, bro. Well, because I'm the victim here. Okay, me too. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Hashtag me too. Oh no. <laughs> You don't sound very traumatized. I gotta be honest. Yeah, like oh, you're like is, uh, you sound almost, almost happy about it. Almost happy to have been. I'm involved. not happy, bro. Then stop laughing about Here's it. What <laughs> I'm laughing at y'all's reaction. Here's what happened, bro. Oh, A 16 year old started like dancing on me, bro. Mm. Like the, the, no, she didn't. No, girls are on drugs and stuff. These like these young children. Are you sure she wasn't a little bit older? 
Well, you, you know, you I might want to say for the podcast that she was a little bit oh older. My, we might need to edit this uh, out. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I was a victim here. We're it's 2018. All right, we're progressive. Men can get abused too. So right. continue. If Terry Crews can get, uh, well, that's a know, re- that's a reach. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not gonna go there. <laughs> no, uh, tell a story. Let's go. <laughs> well, no, with the Terry Crews. Oh, okay. No, but what I was about to say is, um. She danced um, on you. I don't know. That's what the fuck weird. Um, no, it's just my mic. No, no, I was. I lost what we were talking about. A sixteen-year-old um, oh, yeah, girl. I was a victim because <clears throat> danced on you. Because she attacked me. She just danced on you. Yeah, and what I did next, I literally pushed. That's not. No, I like pushed that bitch <laughs> to the ground, like. Flagrant. Oh no! We need to edit this. Nah, no, was, we're keeping this in. Nah, there was real. <laughs> flag, there's, there's flagrant with how I behaved. You just throw an elbow. No, nah, I was defending myself. All right, that's what I was doing. I was defending my virginity. That's what I was doing. All right, but the bottom line Are you is Mormon. The whole, <laughs> the whole point. The whole point of the story was, um, the vibe was underwhelming. That's what I, that's what I was saying. There's just a lot of kids around, and okay. a lot of ki- a lot of kids, a lot of horny little kids on drugs is what I was saying. Yeah, right? that'll. Uh, I that'll, bet if y'all went, you two handsome young. Well, you, I looked you, like a fourteen year yeah, old. Yeah. Oh yeah, you would just be, just be destroyed, if, yeah. especially if you were dressed up and had like beads and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem, yeah. right? I'll well, I'll have to choose for my first rave to go to something maybe a little bit more age appropriate, something that draws maybe older people. People in their twenties. I don't think it's possible. Like more adult people. <laughs> yeah, I just the whole after turning twenty-one, it's very hard to go back to any environment that has anybody under twenty-one in it because it's just yeah. eighteen that year, generation. Eight, Eighteen-year-olds don't look like they used to. Gotta be honest. Yeah, and it's not it's a like huge. It's not the same. Me. It's not even the same like excitement either. Just a, the. <laughs> I'm just making all. I'm taking all kinds of L's. No, I don't think you are. Excitement. You're agreeing with me. I don't. I just. No, there's I, a huge disconnect for me now. I'm just. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like children. Yeah, that exactly. The, the excitement when I was a child, when you're 18, you know, you're fresh and yeah, that's something haven't seen yeah, the world. That really excited me. And you like Lil Uzi. Oh well, back then, yeah. I mean, you like bad things. You have bad taste in things when you're 18, and you have bad ideas about the world and no yeah. perspective. And I just need to. I can't just hook. I I'm not a hooker upper. I need like conversation. So for me to try to have a conversation with an 18 year old girl is just a nightmare. Yeah, bro. It's, it's rough. Um, and you could you could almost like even going to bars you can kind of pick out. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely know. Ugh. Ugh. What's the hat for? Oh, this is for. Oh yeah, because we only is... got about thirty minutes left here. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. if it's we're perfect. doing a bit, then we should do this bit. Yeah, before, let's jump before, right in. Before I do that, I wanted to get your thoughts because I listened to the Sire album recently. Uh, from I, like I actually listened to it too. Yeah, because okay. okay, he glad, was telling, yeah. he was talking about it in the podcast. I'm like, man, I need to check this out because I feel like I'll give you my quick review first because it's not that All in right, depth. Yeah. The first four tracks are amazing. Like the blue, mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And then it gets a little bit iffy, and then a few songs in the back end I really like. Probably give it like a 6 out of 10, 5 out of 10, just because it lacked substance. Like, the lyricism was dog shit. But yeah. the production was so good that it really made up for it. Yeah, the production, as, I think, was really good. Mm-hmm. As and, far as, like, him being Jaden Smith and have never putting out, or having, like, never put out a studio album before, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, It was more than I expected. I thought it was going to be just awful. But, like, he had some really good production on there that, that made up for 
the lyricism that was lacking. Yeah. You so. could tell he was heavily influenced by Gambino and Kanye in this one. Pretty much like yeah, that and like pretty much most pop rap and yeah, Kendrick Lamar heavily for sure. Influenced. Like I thought it was I I I <clears throat> listened to it for about three weeks, which is pretty good for me. Yeah. What would you think, Jay? I, you know, I listened to it when it first dropped, like, kind of half, not kind of half-ass listened to it. I'll tell you how I get into music. I kind of listen to, um, like, like the week, you know, on, on Friday, new albums come out, right? Yeah. I'll just, I'll listen to, I'll give one listen through to whatever's, whatever came out that week, right? <laughs> and so I did that for this album, and, you know, I was kind of like, all right, cool. But, you know, going, like, you know, like, like y'all said, the production and, like, the instrumentation... Mm-hmm. And in the range too, the range is Kanye like you know it's it's Gambino like just like his range, and like his and, rapid fire stuff. Yeah, and what he like could Gambino. do because he could spit, he could like you know he could put a song together, he could like, and you know I I actually thought a lot of the lyrics on it were you know were decent, and you know, on repeat listens, I think it it gets even better. Uh-huh. And I, I think you know we we had this conversation before you know in the coming albums, it's just gonna get even better and better, and you know as. Will gets older as Jaden gets older, because I st- I still see Jane Smith as like <clears throat> Will Smith's kid. For me, I think his biggest obstacle is trying to become a lyricist that isn't like so obviously just a spoiled rich kid trying to like grasp yeah. at like any at having gone through any adversity because like right now his adversity is like overcoming the like stigmatism that comes with it being Jaden Smith. Which is hilarious to me. I think he actually did like an okay job at like touching on some of that. If he can just like try to not come off as like somebody who's actually gone through like a tough time in his life yeah. and just like embrace the fact that he is like Will Smith's kid and just make some good fast food music which is which because <laughs> no. he's not Kendrick Lamar. Like, like kid did not, yeah, this kid did not yeah. grow up in Compton. But you I know? think He's th- not gonna preach to me, so and yeah, I don't want. I don't. I don't want him to preach to me. Before yeah. he's before I listened to this album, I knew he. I, d- I didn't know what he had to offer. I didn't know. By like, the way, y'all. Before you, sorry, sorry for interrupting. We're not gonna be able to get to this. Uh, you want to just do that uh, wrap up next week? No, we can do this in a sec. I just kind of wanted to talk about that. Oh, okay, back back. Um, continue. I I liked a lot of what he was bringing because, like, if you haven't listened to. Gambino rap in a while, it kind of reminds you of that. That's kind okay. of like the yeah, yeah. next best thing, uh, because he's very he's has some punchlines, but they're also unique in how he's saying a lot of different things. But you can tell like when he's pointing out, Oh yeah, I visited my cousins in Philadelphia, like he's trying to like, Oh yeah, I'm normal bit cringe, too. I, bit cringe worthy. Yeah, like, oh I'm I have cousins too, and and you know, I visited them in my hovercraft and I like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't say that, but I, yeah. I think that for him, he's got to convince the audience that, like, I have a lot more to offer artistically than you thought I did, and it's, but it's still a huge, you know, ask of him to, for the, the audience to see beyond yeah. what they know of him already. Yeah, I think it's going to take big testicles, all right? I think he's going to have to make, like, because he's kind of playing it safe on the album, you know, like, even, even, you know, little like little experimental things he tries to do like it's not enough it won't be enough for Jaden smith because he's you know his music's just so polished and it's poppy and it's like you know i think willow it's not progressive yeah it's i think not experimental. willow's doing a better i don't know if y'all heard willow smith's album either it's pretty good yeah it's good and she you know, can sing she, yeah she's trying harder to kind of like find her voice and i think Jaden's like kind of he's still making her music is a little bit 
more genuine. Yeah. A little bit more substantive. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, but I, mean, I like Jaden Smith music too. Yeah, I think it, oh, it's all good. You know, yeah, like I said, I, I just like decent. it for a different reason. Yeah, I feel you. I think Watch Me is a really good song. Watch Me. Eh, that's just a black skinhead knockoff song. I really oh, didn't okay. like that song. It is uh, I, that was, like might have been my least favorite song. That's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because it reminded me of Kanye. Um, but yeah, I think he has a lot of potential. He just has to kind of iron out what he wants to be. Yeah, how he that's wants to the present thing. himself. Yeah. I don't know if y'all are, um, I don't know, we've brought up Logic a couple of times, but like Logic's a rapper I heard, and he, but he had a lot of, um, like, he kind of reminds me of Logic in that he's like trying to, like, trying different things, you know, talking about, <clears throat> talking about how, um, um, what were we just saying, his, um, he was, um, like, how he's perceived. Yeah, like, how, like, what angle he wants to have. We're talking about how, how he's trying to make an album. How is it uh, comparing his album to Kendrick Lamar, saying that um, like uh, comparing him to Logic, Logic had trouble fi- like making a project that was cohesive, like ca- that kind of had one, um, and he's I don't I still think he hasn't done that, but he's done a better job with the last couple ones. That's cohesive and has like a point, and I think Jane Smith is like still working on that. And I think in two or three projects, I think he'll figure that out. But yeah, just comparing him to Logic real quick, and you know you mentioned Black Skinhead. That's a, that's a ripoff too of uh, of Death Grips, who's who's probably gonna give us an album this year. Quick shout out to Death Grips. That's and fair. I just want to shit on. I just want <laughs> to shit on Jesus real quick. That's fair. I yeah. thought Jesus was a good album. It's good. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole though. I know you want to get to this. All right, we have this Mavericks hat, which is our Can you hear it? Shake symbolic it symbolic fishbowl. So we're gonna yeah. see if uh, what topics we want to discuss from 2017 and what's carrying us into 2018. And you want to put a clock on this? Yeah, let's do. I'll give you yeah, two minutes. Two minutes. Little, little yeah. PTI. Okay. Oh, timer for each topic. Uh huh. Oh, whoops. Okay. Here, let me just. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them fell on. The ground. Yeah. All right, we're gonna put these back in a bowl. All right, I'll pick one first. <clears throat> and yeah, all right, 2017 go. wrap up. Buckets and beyond. What do we got? Next artist to discuss. Well, that's natural. <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> um. Let's see. We got two minutes. Next artist to discuss, man. Well, we just talked about James Smith. You know, like you said, natural. James Smith for sure. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. pull up my Spotify and tell you what I see. Like just my last saved artist. <laughs> what do you All think right. of that? Uh, well, like, who's the next artist that we're gonna discuss? Like, and have Rich some episodes. Chiga. Oh god. Oh, which yeah, is a name a that one. sounds way too close to being racist. <laughs> but but you get it. He's good. Dude. Yeah, he's good. Have you, you heard the uh, heard any of his new stuff? Uh yeah, you know, I've been keeping up with it. Uh, he's got a few really good songs. He's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up one actually real quick because I okay. just it's really good and y'all can just kinda like yeah. have you heard uh I think it's called like Glow Like That or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, like, um, I think that's a great song. I was actually yeah. listening to that today. But he's got a new one, it's called See Me. And it's like Oh yeah, I like that one. He's too, kind bro. of he's because he's changed his name to Brian recently. Yeah, that's what I was about to point um, out. Yeah. Why? I think that's a bad move, bro. I think it's a good move because I think he wants to have his have, have himself taken. He, oh. but he's already switched his brand though. a little bit more seriously. When he first came on, well, he he, was, he switched his brand from what was from a parody, like SoundCloud parody rap. But this is all serious music right here. This is. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like he he's been rich for most of the time. He's been rich, Chigger. He's uh, he's been Brian. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I, I th- totally I, don't I think, follow that. I think he switched his persona a minute ago. 
I think he's been Brian for a minute. I think and that he's just now changed the name. Well, then maybe he's just, I think he's just one song late because. Here, I'll turn it down. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh. I'm turning your mic down. I'm not turning the production computer down. Um, yeah, I think he was just one song late. Like, Glow Like That was, I think, his first serious song. And now, like, that's, now he's released the second song. And he retroactively changed the title on, on like, Spotify and YouTube to, to Brian. So, like, I think he might have just mistimed it a little bit. But the music itself is really good. Yeah, I, I think musically for sure he was one song off, but I think as far as how he's carried himself on Twitter and just seeing him in interviews and oh, stuff. Oh, I don't think that's going to change. I think, I think I he's mean, always I think he's been Brian for a minute. Just how he's in seeing his tweets. He tweets. He doesn't tweet as but a I mean, goofy. He doesn't tweet as like the Asian kid. But at the same time, rap. like Post Malone. <laughs> like, he tweets like, because that's what the joke was. Well, yeah. But to me, like Post Malone still tweets jokes and stuff and like nothing. He tweets hardly as serious at all, but he still makes serious music. Post Malone. That's the way I kind of think about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, maybe that's not a great comparison, but I think I, I think of them as have you seen the reaction video of like like hardcore like thug rappers watching like rich chiga on his like his first big video it's uh i saw the one with ghostface i saw that oh one. my yeah. gosh it's that, been crazy almost three minutes now so let's go next all okay. right um so i'm picking one yeah so rich chiga i like that song though that beat is great yeah i, I like, I like pretty much everything he's put out yeah me yeah. too um, i think he has a big 2018 What's that say? Oh, yeah. Can't <laughs> read my handwriting. No. Oh, Harvey Irma. <laughs> Harvey Irma Maria. Do you really want to do hurricane talk or you want to I was talk? So... Okay, now I, I put this one in the bucket. I was thinking about um a 21 Savage song. Um, here, I'm about to find it right now. All right, well, I'll start the clock on this and we'll see if you can find it in two minutes and explain right. why okay, you well, Harvey looking, Irma. Look, no, no, there's just a bar I was thinking about, but that was a big moment in 2017. All right, regardless of the 21 Savage did one. You, did you donate to the hurricane relief efforts? I did. Did, you did, did? Bro. five dollars really i usually donate to stuff well i usually donate to stuff i donate a lot of money i donated at walmart no I you don't no nah, i swear bro I'd, I'd i donate more than also i tip really well too i'm a you over tip because you're black and you don't want that to like that's, be a thing. that's the big reason why you <laughs> overcompensate nah but i'm also just like I'm a I'm a giver, bro. I give to homeless people. I know a lot of black people that like feel the need to tip more than they should. I have I black kinda, guilt. I feel that <laughs> it kind of sucks because like they have to spend a lot of money when they go sit down at restaurants because they feel they feel the pressure. And bro, y'all know I, I mean, well Sam knows I had a serving job before. Uh, I don't I don't have it anymore, but I was serving. That'll um, build some empathy. Serve. I was serving you know, waiting tables recently, and my coworkers who were mostly white, you know, living here and living where I live. My coworkers mostly white. They like, they had a prejudice. You know, they were like, oh, you know, you want to grab that table of uh, teenagers? You want to grab that table of Indians? You want to, like, there was that. I had a coworker who literally told me, like, I'm not racist, <clears throat> but I hate serving Indians in black, in black tables. Like, they, like, that came out of their mouth while I was there. And, like, is that a racist statement? Okay. Well, it's not hateful. And it's not like, it's not hateful. That's what I'm trying to look. It's like, I, I legit don't, so I don't know. Have, look, I hear that. I don't, like, think I, don't I don't think it's like you're saying it out of hate, but it's like. I think it's racist. I, I yeah. would call it racial, but I yeah. don't think it's hateful. So I I kind of just like. It's protecting their money. It's That's like all it it's is. like hearing I think a child say. I think it's just. You, just, you, can't, you can't really get mad at somebody. I think that. it's just workplace Darwinism. Yeah, selective. <laughs> yeah, like people, some people just, are just missing a muscle. Just, they're just trying to. They're just trying to get that money. 
Yeah, I think yeah. That's what it is. All right, that's two know. minutes. Okay. <laughs> what, what was he? What was he in the topic? Harvey Irma. What, oh, the song was disrespectful by Twenty One Savage. Okay. Maybe you could end the show on that. Wait, but, um, wait. How much? We've got about twenty minutes. If you want to do, if you want to do a couple oh, okay. more. Come on, I don't man. know. I don't know why I'm in such a hurry. But yeah. Um, what was even the line, bro? Yeah, he was saying that there was like Irma on his neck, and then yeah, what uh, were... Harvey on his wrist. Yeah, we drifted really that's far, a really fast. Line. Okay. All right, just grab another one. Okay. New Rick and Morty season. <laughs> okay. I'll go on that. Did you watch him? Hurricane Irma on my wrist, nigga flooded out. Hurricane Harvey on my wrist, <laughs> shit flooded out. The... Nigga flooded VVS, flooded out. Hit the booty, nigga, and we flooded out. That's the dumbest line. Nah. Is that from the offset and 21 <laughs> Yes. Which, by I the way, was a top it. 10 of the year okay. project. Did okay. you watch Rick and Morty's new season? I watched like the first half of it and then I quit watching it. What about you? So my roommate had watched all the episodes and I got a Hulu account just so I could watch the first really? two seasons. And I thought it was really funny. It's a very different type of cartoon. Are you caught up on it? No. You, oh, you I haven't seen the so third season. So you just started season. this season. So I finished the first two, but I haven't okay. seen Because it's not on Hulu yet. Okay. See, I just... I got that dark web shit and i just watched them like the day oh. after they were oh i'd awesome. always watch them whenever they came on using my you know my parents got cable and they got direct tv and stuff must be nice yeah no but <laughs> yeah i watched them all i thought it was i thought it was just Big as good of a season as the first two i that's See, one of my favorite shows I on tv was, i agree with that I, I didn't think the quality dropped off i think i kind of just got tired of it that's like, I which see that. it sounds ridiculous. It's kind of like kind of you know ridiculous. to bring it back to music. Like I'm you know I'm a real head with the music. Like it's kind of like the Eminem album. Like it hurts even it hurts <laughs> it hurts to see like there's only so much you can do. Yeah, like there's only so much fire you can put out before like eat, we're under just, you know like people are well, they want something seeing something even else. slightly shitty is just like kind of like a brick wall hitting you know yeah so like so really it's kind of just fatigue. Rick and Morty is such a character heavy show. And like in every episode, they just you know they put a they they put you a, through a lot with yeah the, with the characters you know it's, either it's impressive how much they put you through in like a twenty two minutes oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but it's dense in that way yeah. as far as the characters as in, are so it's it almost like beats down <clears throat> on me like I, you see it coming too at this point as a as somebody who draws and paints and stuff I enjoy watching Rick and Morty just because of the way that they get so creative with the aliens and the worlds that they put them in and you're just like whoa oh, yeah. would have thought of that and they approach it a lot differently than a lot of different shows do and i just appreciate that different creative take that they you know bring on it all right that's two minutes on that what else we got one let's do one more all right let's one look, this can wrap it up oh. all right what will you watch without game of thrones in 2018 there's no Game of Thrones in 2018. Yeah, so they're taking a year off. Oh, it takes to, a while to make, to make the next, yeah. the, the final, I guess, seven or eight. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Man, I've literally tried so many what? times, and I still haven't gotten through all of them. Easily, <sighs> at least in my opinion, the best show on TV by like a mile. It's yep. like it doesn't even. I wouldn't even put it in the category as other. For me, it's, it's overtaken yeah. The Wire. It's overtaken Breaking Bad. It's overtaken The Sopranos. It's just like so. It to me, it's just the best show on TV. What did you think of the last season? Oh, I thought it was great. Mm. I was a big fan. I thought I thought they did it. I thought that, un, like they put themselves <laughs> up against a wall in a way where they, they had did. to advance the story in a really short amount of time. That was a little tough to go through because it was just like it, like week to week. It almost seemed like these people were just like time traveling. They were getting to places so fast. I but, wasn't bothered so much by that. But other than that, I thought it was but, great. Yeah, I think um, that's my girlfriend introduced me to that show, and I 
got a HBO Now account and watched like four seasons in less than a month. Yeah. And it's how have you not finished it? I'm, I'm bro, jealous of you. I was moving, bro. I was I'm, moving. I'm jealous of you because like you've got about I don't know what season are you on? I've watched the first three, but here's you, what you've got like three or four seasons, maybe I think what are they on? Like seven? Seven. You've got like four seasons of like just incredible content that you can just yeah. dig into whenever you want. I don't see that. I don't look at I was talking I was just telling my girlfriend about this. I like that's kind of daunting. Like it's not, you look at it as a challenge. Oh my god! god. I would daunting. look at that like a giant Hershey's bar. Is the way I would. <sighs> no, think. It's, no, it's, no, I look at it like regret. Like how, no, did, no, how no, did I not? No. Fit how that? did I miss this? How did I no. not fit that in? Like, I saw everybody else like every weekend. It was. It's you know, everybody it, was talking about feel it. Feel bad for the people who had to watch this one week at a time, and you get to watch all of it at once. Yeah, you know what? It is better watching it. Yeah. The problem for me is, and maybe. Maybe I do kind of understand in that way is that like we're so old now. It's like I don't have the kind of time to binge watch shows That's that I used what it to. Is. Like I feel almost guilty just sitting four, watching TV. Yeah, four like, years and ago, and I don't do that as much as I used to. Yeah, four years ago, I would have been able, been able to just go through all of that in like a couple of weeks. But yeah. now it's like I, <laughs> I can only watch like one show at a time. I used to be able to just watch like three or four. Mm-hmm. When I was right. watching Thrones this summer, like. And um and I, w- I was watching Thrones until I met my girlfriend. Actually, that's like that's when I stopped. I'm telling you, things always come up before I. S- someone's telling me like, like I'm not supposed to watch Game of Thrones for some reason, but I was moving through it. I was watching like one episode a night, you know, like, and that's how I was getting through. Like I was watching two a night, and I was doing that consistently though. Yep. And that's uh, that, that might be how I have to how I have to work on the show. Oh, that means running out of time. That's the. <sighs> All right. The well. Another action-packed episode of Buckets and Beyond. 2018 season. January 4th edition is Thursday. First episode of 2018. We're uploading them now. SoundCloud. um, We've got an Instagram page coming up soon. (laughs) It's Jay Bonnie. It's Ben Seibel. And we got Sam working the boards. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Ben, uh, anything else? Adios. Adios. You'll get over it You'll find another life to live I swear that you'll get over it But I know you're sad and tired You got nothing left to give You'll find another life to live I know Hello listeners, this is Ben from Buckets and Beyond And I just wanted to show y'all a throwback episode Back in January of 2018, when we were talking about the Mavs tanking and uh, Jaden Smith's new album. Uh, Hope you all enjoy.